It's Lyndon Jones, and today we will be talking about the Tunnel of Oppression taking place here at Western Carolina University. With me today to talk about Tunnel of Oppression and all that it means for campus, I have Riley Jelinek. Hello. He is the grad student helping out with Tunnel. So first, let's talk about what it is. Just give me a good definition. Right. So initially, the Tunnel of Oppression is based off of uh, the Museum of Tolerance in Los Angeles, California, and the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C. Actually, Western Illinois University was the first to develop this tunnel um, that brings awareness to different forms of oppression. So hundreds of universities and institutions all across the country have kind of adopted adopted this um, and presenting this on their campus annually. Um, so what Tunnel of Oppression actually is, uh, it is an interactive presentation that is eye-opening and brings awareness to different forms of oppression. Um, often, this is a 25-minute guided tour that have various rooms that people will walk in and out of. Um, and by the end of the actual tunnel, uh, there will be professional counselors, university staff, and faculty that are there to help with the aftermath that you know most people feel when they come out of the tunnel. Each year, um, Universities that put on Tunnel of Oppression will pick um, a various number of uh, different oppressions to actually recognize. Um, And then from there, they'll build scripts and basically act out for three to five minutes, um, visually showing what that oppression looks like. So what are our topics this year? So this year, our topics are mental health and toxic masculinity, um, voting and political climate, uh, mass shooting that gears around the um, the pole shooting from Orlando, um, access to health care, and body image and eating disorders surrounded by um, the trans community. Is this similar to what we've done in years past, or do we switch it up every year? So usually every year, um, there are very similar things that will pop up in these rooms. Just a couple of the rooms from last year um, and the years prior, we've talked about Native American oppression. We've looked at physical disability awareness. We've looked at uh, Islamophobia, um, PTSD. We've looked at police brutality, slave trade, the use of the N-word. Um, actually, the the most recent years and things that have been super high impact have actually been the NFL kneeling and police brutality, um, as well as um, the border crisis and sex trafficking. So what kind of feedback do we get from students when we have this event every year? Usually it's very, very emotional. Um, This is something that when we put on these kinds of productions, we're trying to hit students and participants in the heart rather than the gut. So we're trying to hit them in the heart so that it evokes emotion as well as it will lead them to a place where they will want to invoke change and um, give them that sense of hope, leading them to what we call the room of hope. So definitely tunnel is, like you said at the beginning, it's two days, um, and we have definitely had to go beyond just the two days. Um, We turn tunnel into tunnel week. Um, So we actually start the process of getting students involved and setting up these rooms, working through scripts, working on making props and actually physically making that space in the rooms. That starts at least a month or two months out. Um, And then the actual process of tunnel is a week-long thing set up to take down to um, the actual two days that are running from basically eight in the morning um, until five o'clock in the afternoon. Um, So it's a huge, huge production. And the more people that we've had in the past and with our school growing, we have to allot for more time. So we've actually had to cut down the number of rooms to have 
more time spent in these spaces for people to actually get the message of oppression. Why do you think that is necessary for this campus specifically? Um, I think it is very important for all campuses, but for Western in particular, I think that we get as a student body, we get so caught up in just what we see here in rural North Carolina, um, and we don't actually see the oppression that is and does exist on this campus. So a lot of the times having these these rooms kind of relate to what has happened on campus and what has happened in the past and what people may struggle with here at Western Carolina, um, it's important that we bring light to that. And I think that these students start to recognize that, and it does evoke emotion as well as reflection, which is important. How has being a part of the Tunnel of Oppression team affected you personally? Right. So I was a student um, and now I'm actually a grad student here, too. So I got to participate as um, a participant walking through um, and not really seeing the other side of tunnel. And now being in the intercultural affairs office and working so closely with these students to put on this giant production, it's given me lots of stress, lots of stress. But it's just because we know how impactful this is and how big and and awesome we have to be to show um, show up, basically. Um, and so it's been really nice to work with these students. Um, it's been awesome working with the staff as well and, and having their guidance to really put on this, this tunnel. Do you think that students react better because it was planned, designed, and acted out by fellow students? Yeah, I think that there is a lot of recognition and a lot of shock and awe when people realize that it is actually put on 100% by students. Um, the faculty and staff were the, just there to be the guides, um, basically, and the guardrails to the students to keep them within the parameters um, of what oppression is, because students will get crazy and wild, and they'll come up with all these extravagant things when really it is the small, simple things to get across a really impactful message. And evoking emotion um, doesn't always have to be like this super high impact scene. Um, so to know that the students are actually putting on this production and they're actually recognizing um, oppression that we see in the United States and around the world, um, I do think that from other fellow students, it is very well recognized. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you think is important to mention? Definitely come out um, if you are in the surrounding area and, and you want to participate um, as well as you want to be actually in the tunnel um, and walk through. It is definitely an eye-opening experience. If no one has ever gone through a tunnel, I really recommend it, um, as well as other institutions really considering having these at their university. It is absolutely free. These events are free. Can you tell us where it is, when it is, and how to get there? Right, so um, it's going to be Wednesday, November 13th, and Thursday, November 14th, from 5... or. <laughs> from 9 until 5 in the Blue Ridge Conference space on Western Carolina's campus. Perfect. So if you're looking to get involved, um, let us know. How can we reach you, Riley? Right. So you could email me at uh, jelenic, J-E-L-E-N-I-C-K, at email.wcu.edu. If you want to come to the office and look to get involved in the student engagement, or you can just show up the days of the event and we can register and get you get you in. Absolutely. And this is a intercultural affairs event. So they are located on the second floor of the UC, right across from the mailroom on Western Carolina University's campus. If you would like to go through the tunnel, we highly, highly recommend it. It is absolutely eye-opening. 
It can really change the way you move about your life, especially if you are a person of privilege who can make these small changes. On November 13th and 14th from 9 to 5 in the Blue Ridge Conference Room. Thanks, Riley. Yeah, of course. Thank you.